Welcome, Renegade Nation, Renegade Talk in Las Vegas, where we don't sugarcoat shit. Uh, we have Sammy, the sausage man hey. in the studio. We have Richie right here. And also, we have on air... Carl Higby. Fox News, CNN contributor. And he's going to be. we're going to be talking about Obama and what happened today with all the nonsense in Dallas. And he, uh, Carl's going to give us uh, his two cents as to what he thinks is going on. And it should be quite interesting, Renegade Nation. So, Carl, welcome to the show. Well, Rich, thanks for having me back on again. God, I love you. I'm back on. It's been a long time, Carl, since you've been on. Yeah, man. Well, life kicked in, you know. Yeah, we're gonna keep. We're gonna pick this up a little bit. Carl will be at the convention. He'll be reporting on Renegade. What's going on? Hopefully, he makes it out of there alive. He's gonna keep everybody honest. He's keep everybody honest, right, Carl? <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's Carl. So, uh, Carl, uh, Renegade Nation. Carl and I go way back that back to 2013 or so, if I remember that correctly. As I get older, I can't remember yeah. anything. I got Alzheimer's. And well, my first book. Yeah, your first book, and the first book was Battle on the Home. Front, and that book is very successful. Renegade Nation, this is the guy you see on Fox, this is the guy you see on CNN, take it on those friggin' liberals, and it's really fun to watch. So, Carl, welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, thanks. So, what'd you think about Obama's speech today? What'd you think about that? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> this guy never misses an opportunity, never misses an opportunity to inject race into anything. And it's just like, everyone's like, oh my God, well, he's the first black president. He's half white. Thank you. At what point do you just say, hey, dude, you're just as much white as you are black, but you grew up in an, like an affluent white style lifestyle. You know, your, your, your whole upbringing was, was privileged. I mean, if this president really cared about race relations, about the black on black crime, he would go into Chicago where the black on black crime is more deadly than Afghanistan. He would go into, you know, all these left wing places that are all black, like Baltimore, where they say, oh, blacks are being held down. Really? Because Freddie Gray was, you know, killed himself because he threw himself up against the wall where all four white officers were acquitted under a black mayor with a black prosecutor, under a black attorney general, under a half black president. I mean, come on. Are you really going to sell me that line anymore? Why don't we talk about the fact that blacks constitute 13% of the population of America, yet account for 54% of the homicide? Why don't we have that conversation? But no, no. he wants to say America's racist. Well, here's what he said at Renegade Nation. He made a fiery speech today at the memorial for the officers that were slain last week in Dallas. <clears throat> calling out, uh, now listen to this, calling out our elected officials. He happens to be one of them. He is one. He is one of them. For refusing yeah. to adequately invest in our society, in our children, and in our communities to fight the deeply entrenched poverty that perpetuates cycles of petty crime, incarceration, broken families, problems which we then lay on the police to deal with. Right. What? That's crazy. They, they're the ones that caused the problem to begin with, right? Uh, Carl, am I, am I off base here or what? No, they're definitely the problem. And here's the thing is, he can talk about the policies that he thinks are contributing to um, the, the black or African-American community's downfall. But the fact of the matter is that 160 years ago, there was a select number of people, elitist, if you will, slave owners, that traded um, the black population's steady stream of labor in exchange for free housing and food. Now that, you know, passed, by the way, uh, Republicans freed the slaves with 80% Republican vote for the 13th Amendment and 100% support for the 14th and 15th, giving them equal rights, protection under the law, and the right to vote. So that was all Republican-based. The Democratic Party then went on ahead and turned around and founded the KKK to keep blacks from voting. Jim Crow laws, those were all democratically uh, founded positions. So if he wants to talk about how the policies 
are, are holding black people down. Let's talk about the fact that the Democratic Party has shifted from giving housing and food in exchange for labor to giving housing and food in exchange for votes. Just so to the black community out there, are you actually free or are you still being enslaved under the guise of different benefits? There you go. Yeah, you know, and, and what I keep telling people is like the first slaver was actually a black man. Yeah. Nobody knows that. In fact, that was yeah. told to me by a black woman last night who was here while while um, <clears throat> Reese and Tommy were doing the show. Mm -hmm. She told me, and she's black. She said that the that the owners, the, the black owners in Africa, were actually selling the yeah. slaves, the black people, off to the colonists that were taking them to America. Well, yeah, but there was the first slaver in America was a black man. Was a black man, yeah. But yeah. it all started in Africa. Anyway, so uh, we also, and this is what else Obama said, Renegade Nation. We also know what Chief Brown has said is true. So much of the tensions between police departments and the minority communities that they served is they serve is because we ask the police to do too much and we ask too oh, little God. of ourselves. This is what he said. This is what Obaminable said. We choose to underinvest in decent schools. We allow mm. poverty to fester so that the entire neighborhoods offer no prospects for gainful employment. We refuse to fund drug treatment and mental health programs. Shit. That's what he said, Carl. Yeah, well, you know what the thing is, is why is it our responsibility exactly. to fund other people's irresponsibility? Exactly. 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 Jesus Christ. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh I'm sitting God. here shaking my head. Yeah, I, I we just... flood communities with so many guns that it is easier for a teenager to buy a Glock. Oh. That's a popular handgun, by the way, Running Gay Nation, than to get his hands on a computer or even a book. Huh? And then we tell the police, Obviously you're the social worker. Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We tell the police, you're the social worker, you're the parent, you're the teacher, you're the drug counselor. And we tell them to keep these neighborhoods in check at all costs and to do so without causing any political blowback or inconvenience. Don't make a mistake that might disturb our own peace of mind. And then we fend surprise when periodically tensions boil over. Yes. It feels like he's trying to do a race riot. It, it, it feels like he's trying to do black. Carl, do you, say, do you feel the, with that speech and part of it that I'm reading, that, does that sound to you like he's trying to start something here? It just he's certainly not helping anything. That's for sure. I mean, this is why we need somebody like Trump is because someone like Trump tells it how it is. Right. There's no political pandering. There's no there's there's no gray area. You know exactly where Donald Trump stands, but he's also look at every single person who I, I know a number of people work for his companies. Every single person I know that works for his companies love it. They say he takes great care of us. He's a great guy. We love being a part of his company. This is something that you know, this is the nation needs to look at here and be like this election fundamentally is between two people. It is a an extension of Barack Obama or capitalism. Now, you have somebody here, Hillary Clinton, who has lied. She's been disbarred as an attorney. She's, you know, the, the, the world knows now if you are an American overseas and Hillary Clinton is at the helm, we are not coming to get you if it hits the fan. Yeah, it's a scary and thought. Now, yeah, go ahead, Carl. Oh, so scary. It's it is very scary. I'm scared myself. Scary. I, you know, we did a show the other day about Hillary Clinton, and we came up with, uh, uh, it's you know, Vi Viagra. We call it Liagra. She takes a pill, and all the lies come out, and then she doesn't remember what, what she fabricated. <laughs> it was funny. Anyway. Exactly. I mean, that, that's the thing. Is she doesn't understand. Like, if you go back to Bill Clinton's presidency, he was, he said the same things. Yeah, same Built thing. Built a yeah. wall. Got to control immigration. 
We got to balance the budget. He said these. He actually they did with Newt Gingrich and him. They worked together and balanced the budget. And Hillary Clinton was lockstep with this. She said we need to build a wall, a physical barrier, if need be, was her exact quote. And now she's like, oh my God, Donald Trump is racist because he wants to build a wall. What you said that like ten years ago, lady. Exactly right. How come they don't play that on the mainstream ostrich drive-by right. media? How come they're not replaying these things? This is what she said. Or is Trump going to do that during the uh, when they when, you know after the conventions are over with? Is he going to bring that up on on TV commercials to say this is what she said ten years ago and this is what she's saying right now? Oh, it's believe me, that's what the super PAC is for. Yeah, well, okay. you know what freaked me out was when I watched her. Uh, being interviewed by the Senate committee. Mm -hmm. Remember seeing that? Mm -hmm. She was sitting there, and when they were talking, she was rolling her eyes. She was like, she's not in their realm. Just such disrespect. It's disrespect. It was so insane. And at one point, there was like a split second, she had this weird look on her face. I swear to God, it was evil. It was evil. Oh, no, I saw her. I saw her going up to give a speech. Oh, it was Bernie. It was with Bernie. Um, Bernie Sanders, and she was going up, and she had her face to the side, and she looked like the devil. And then all of a sudden, when she turned, that big smile popped up, and it scared the living daylights out of me when I saw that. I went, "Wow, look at how she went. She was so nasty looking on that side view." But um, getting back to this. Here's the issue: the stagnation of wages, the slashing of education budgets, the outsourcing of jobs overseas, yep. the funneling of all the new wealth to the top one percent of Americans, <clears throat> and the flooding of our communities with weapons and highly addictive opioid painkillers all contribute to the underlying problems. And he is responsible for this, mm -hmm. and the current administration is responsible for this, mm -hmm. and the education department, and housing and urban development, and go on and on. Department of Education, right, Carl? Would, would you say I'm right on that, or am I uh, off base here? Oh, no, you're, you're, you're right on that. I mean, the thing is, it's just like it, they're looking for anything to blame other than their own policies. Their own policies. Exactly. And their own policies have created this friggin' mess yeah. that we now have to deal with. And now they're trying to blame the, us again. For, yeah. And it's their policies. I don't understand. How come this, this circle of influence is going around and around, Carl, and never stops? They just keep on blaming everybody else. And they're the ones to blame. It was embarrassing tonight today when I saw those five police officers. It was horrible watching that. Yeah. And he's uh, he's up there saying all this bullshit, you know. And I'm going, what? Unreal. What the hell is this? It's, it's yeah. unbelievable. The violence that has been provoked, the violent reactions from cops because the cops are trying to do the social work that it should have been done with the parents going way back when. Mm -hmm. And until we do something about this, Renegade Nation, there's going to be no justice or no, 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 no peace until we get somebody like a Trump in there who can stop all this, get people educated, get the jobs back in America, and then we won't have this problem. I've been fighting with people uh, left and right about trying to get Trump. I'm like, I'm going for Trump. Well, we need change. We do need change. We need, we need, change. We need somebody that's in there. That's well, I never liked. Gonna... I never liked Obama anyway. From two thousand three, I, I, I was either. on. And Carl knows this. I've been. We we were going at it for years, and they called us kooks. I remember that. Remember that, Carl? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, a, I'm a freaking well. kook. I have a lot of people now calling me up and emailing me saying, I'm sorry, Richie, that I said that about you because I was right. <laughs> yeah, I got people saying that to me about Trump, too. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they're going to do that. You know, it's uh, when all of this takes place, more than 50 years after the passage, Renegade Nation, of the Civil Rights Act, we cannot simply turn away and dismiss those in peaceful protests as troublemakers right. or paranoid. And he, that's what he added. And we can't dismiss a symptom of political correctness or reverse racism. We can't dismiss as a symptom of political correctness or reverse racism. Can, Carl, what does that mean? I mean, it's interpretation of words here. I have Jesus. It's, it's Jesus. G, G, Jesus. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what to say to stuff like that. It's so unbelievable. 
Um, it just yeah. sounds like a smoke. It sounds it's, like it's, more smoke and mirrors. That's it's smoke, it yeah, like. that, it's exactly, nobody can understand this. To have your experience denied like that, dismissed by those in authority, dismissed perhaps even by your own white friends and co-worker and fellow church members again and again and again, it hurts. Surely we can see that all of us. Huh? I don't get any of this. I don't understand it at all. Well, you know, you know, um, these school teachers, they have like 29, 32 students in one class. You know, we're talking about dumbing up the company. Uh, dumbing, it's dumbed down. Yeah, we've so dumbed down America, it's not even freaking So, funny. hey, Carl, what do you think about the education system over the last eight to ten years? Huh, the education system? What, what education system? <laughs> That's exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly what you said. So, well, here's what? the problem with our education system is starting back in Vietnam with Richie, you know, you could apply to be a teacher and get a war waiver. You could avoid the draft for That's being right. a teacher. Mm-hmm. So, um, and since then, it's been a cesspool and a... Uh, a complete absolute cesspool of anything uh, liberal. So if you have any type of Republican leaning, look, look, I went back to college to try to get my degree and I just couldn't take it anymore. Um, So you have this harbor and they're teaching our kids, they're molding the minds and it really is hurting America because what's happening is these kids are coming out, which I have a great idea that would fix the country, by the way. So um, these kids are coming out and they're saying – that, oh, liberalism is the way, socialism is the way, despite the fact that any country, any country that has tried socialism has failed. So the fundamental thing here is like when I went back to college, I was taking political science classes because, you know, I do what I do. You do what you do, so, right. I'm, th- I'm 33 years old. I've owned four successful businesses. I was Donald Trump's first spokesperson. Now I'm the spokesman for his super PAC, and I run another PAC on the, you know, for another thing. I ran for Congress. I, I would say I have my feet in the water in the political arena. Yes, you do. My teacher, who had been teaching this class, she was tenured at 20 years and never worked a day in her life on any campaign ever. So she doesn't. Un- she has no understanding of how it actually works. She knows how it works in textbook. She had been spewing this liberal BS the entire semester. Finally, I raised my hand and said, you're absolutely wrong. (laughs) And she was like, excuse me? I was like, who the hell are you? Yeah, Yeah. the way you're running a campaign is, um, you know. (laughs) Let me teach you how how it works. Yeah, so she was like, excuse me. And she just immediately jumped to judgment, Rich. And I was like, if you were there, you probably would have slapped her. I would have slapped her. I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, you know it's so, funny, Carl. They, they had, I don't know what show it was. <laughs> I don't remember. But they, were at, they asked college students on the beach. I think it was around July 4th. One of the questions was this. When did the War of 1812 start? Nobody, <laughs> nobody knew the answer. Wait, are you serious? I'm serious. Yes. It was on TV. When <laughs> oh did God. the War of 1812 start? Yeah. They didn't know. And I went, oh my frigging, oh shit. You don't know what, we gave you the answer, dude. And if they interviewed a few of them, they didn't know. They went from you know one area to another area so they couldn't hear the answer. It's the it, same thing it was with, sickening. It's the same thing with like you to ask somebody, uh, if you go uh, 65 miles an hour, how many miles do you go in an hour? <laughs> 67? <laughs> they, won't, they don't get it. It's, it's unbelievable. Well, that's the, but that's but, the thing is I told this lady, I was like, the way you're explaining the way the political system works is incorrect. And she says, well, look, I understand that you probably, you know, you're, you're back here, you're getting your degree, you probably took some time off and you worked and now you realize that you really couldn't get a great job without a college degree. And I looked at this woman, I was like, again, you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and, and she was like, well, you know, and she continued to like hit me over the head and batter you. It's like, look, I've been doing this and I understand that you may not fully comprehend the way things really work. And I'm looking at this lady, I said, 
all right, stop, just stop. You know nothing about me. She was like, well, why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and where you formed these opinions from? I said, okay, so I was accepted to college on a wrestling scholarship. And then after 9-11, I dropped out. I became a U.S. Navy SEAL. I did that for nine years. I wrote two books on four businesses. I'm the, I was a spokesman for the next president of the United States at the time. Um, and now I'm involved in the super PAC. I also have a political consulting firm, which we do anything from 30 congressional campaigns in the last four years. I'm on the I'm one of the delegates at the convention at the time, which I've since given up my seat. But I said, I think I have a little knowledge on how this all works, considering I also ran for Congress in that time. So how many days have you spent in the political system? And she was like, um, uh, and I was like, exactly. Why, you know, maybe you should have took over the class. The, the, exactly. the, the students should have said, Carl, you should be teaching this class instead of this liberal moron. How many girls looked at you at that moment? Oh, uh, he's hot. <laughs> He knows oh, my yeah, He's a smart it. dude. Well, let me tell you something. I had another class. I had an economics class where the teacher was very unbiased, but he was a very good teacher. He stood right in the middle. He never politically swayed anybody. He was a, I mean, he was economy. So we had a we had a debate one day: socialism versus capitalism. And there was forty kids in the class. Thirty eight were on the side. You were st- supposed to stand up and go to the side that you believed is best for America's model. There was socialism and capitalism. There was me and this one other girl who was uh, – the only reason she was sitting with me was because she just didn't want to get up and walk over to the socialism side. So <clears throat> she's uh, there's 38 people over there with uh, the socialism and I'm sitting there with this other person and we had to argue our case, why, which one is better. By the end of the class, since they actually received some understanding of what capitalism truly is – I had 38 people over with me because you could freely cross back and forth. Two right. people were standing on the socialist side, um, both black, both from unemployed families, <laughs> both thinking that benefits just come naturally and everybody should get them. Exactly. Wow. That's amazing. That, well, that's the education in the system they're trying to do. Yeah. So, they, but they started this a long time ago. This is this is. Uh, the, how do you feel about the Clinton Foundation, Carl? I want, I want your 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 Ooh. expertise on the Clinton Foundation, and also Bethany Blankley, who used to work at Fox a long time ago. She's now with Renegade. She actually said the people that are running the country are the potheads from the '60s, <laughs> the, the the anti far left potheads that were against the Vietnam War, and now they have they suckered themselves right into the political arena, and now are running the country. Do you believe that, Carl? Look, so, so the Clinton Global Initiative or the Clinton Foundation is the biggest slush fund I have ever seen. Now, Hillary Clinton, she doesn't trust Americans with 30-round magazines, yet she'll give F-16s to the Muslim Brotherhood in exchange for multi-million dollar donations to her foundation. I don't understand how she hasn't been prosecuted. You and I would be buried under the jail. But the Clinton Global Initiative, I'm not exactly sure what they achieve. Yeah, what do they achieve? It's so really... sneaky and, and and it's icky. Deliberate. De- deliberate. I mean, there's a lot of words there, but nobody's investigating them because she's tied into Wall Street. She's always been tied into Wall Street. Right. I remember Bernie the Pickle. I'm sorry, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Bernie Sanders said, we're going to get the um, the draft or the, the speech that you gave to the banksters, and that never happened. Yeah, I mean, the thing happened. is, is this, this will catch up because, look, Hillary Clinton is used to provide, you know, playing in the political boxing ring where there's above the belt, below the belt, rules, time, start, stop, rounds, things like that. Donald Trump is the street fighter lighting chairs on fire and throwing them at her from outside the ring. She has no <laughs> idea how to defend this. And it is going to be awesome. They're expecting more viewership for the first presidential debate than they are for any NFL Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yeah. I would agree. I would think everybody in the I country is going to watch this. It is going to be Awesome! It's going to be awesome. He's going to. He's going to. Go ahead. I'm sorry. We, we're going to do a, what was called an erectile diselection. 
<laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to yeah. be fabulous. Just to, God, I cannot wait to see this because you know the type of thing like Mitt Romney. While I believe Mitt uh, Romney is was a was a genius, he would have made a phenomenal president. President, but the problem is he didn't believe his own narrative. People would be like, "Well, Mr. Romney, like." You have, you know, whatever it is, $50 million in overseas accounts. He was wishy-washy. Like, yeah, would you like to explain that to the American people? It, it, if it was me, I would have been like, well, hell yeah, I got $50 million in off-seas <laughs> accounts. But let me tell you why. I have money in off-seas accounts because my father manages money for a living. That's what he does. So his job is to put money in the smartest place possible. He advised me to put $50 million overseas. And why don't we talk about your policies under Barack Obama and the liberal left that has made the safe place for me to put my money overseas. Why don't we have that conversation, Anderson Cooper? No, we don't have that conversation. <laughs> yep, Anderson Cooper. I don't think Anderson Cooper could even answer that question. It's funny when they, I, I, you know, it's funny, Carl. I heard Obama, it was in Indiana a couple weeks ago. No, about a month ago. He was actually stuttering. He was going, uh, 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 and then he said, okie doke. What's an okie doke? Do you know what an okie doke is? I, I saw that speech, and I don't know what an okie doke is. Yeah, I, I looked it up. On the, I'm on the air, and I'm looking it up. I can't find okie doke. I want to see what okie doke means. He, he was, I'm, I'm telling you, Sam, he was like this. Okie doke? Okie doke. He was going after Trump. He was saying all this shit about Trump, right? But he was he couldn't get the message out. And I'm, I had the video on Renegade, and I'm playing the video at the same time. I'm stuttering. Going, I, 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 so I said, stuck on this is what you voted for with no fucking teleprompter. This is what yeah. you get because he can't speak to you. Right. It was amazing. It really is. Uh, 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 this is your this is your leader of the free world. Uh, uh, uh. And, and <laughs> exactly. You know how everybody says, "Oh, he knows how to talk. He knows how to speak." There you go. No, without that teleprompter, he's dead in the water. I remember yeah. when he he was running for the presidency. I think it was in two thousand seven or I think it was two thousand seven. He forgot what state he was in. Oh my! God. <laughs> no, he he said that there was fifty seven. He's like, I've been to fifty four states, but I think three yeah. more to go. Yeah, fifty four yeah. states. I, need I, three I more got to sick go. when I saw the, the the kindergarten class singing Obama song that the teacher made made. Oh the, really? The I didn't see that. Oh, I'm gonna have to show you that. We'll have to send that one to you. Okay. Too. Well, we're coming to the end of the abominable mess and and, and 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 politics. And like uh, Carl said, Renegade Nation, this is gonna be the best debate ever. I know. Ever. You you won't watch the Carshidians. You won't watch any of that garbage. Get the popcorn. You get the popcorn. This is gonna be the best when he slams that Hillary down so hard, and Liagra will be rolling out of her veins. And Carl, if anything happens, make sure you duck. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm gonna be the one charging. Are oh, you charging? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. Well, okay, we'll we're going to run. So, uh, Carl, we need to do this more often, dude. This was a great uh, interview, and we've done a lot of this stuff back in the year, but now this political stuff is coming up with the presidential election. Right. We need to be on the air more talking about it. Yeah, go ahead, go and say. thanks for your service to our country, uh, Carl. Oh, my pleasure. I mean, anytime you guys want to have me on, just give me a call. I will, Carl. I'm going to do that. So we're going to get out of here. Renegade Nation, have a great night. Carl, again, from Carl Higby, Fox News. He's been on CNN. He's a contributor to MSNBC. He fights with the liberals, and it's really fun to watch. It's awesome. (laughs) Carl's always been there, and um, we here at Renegade really appreciate Carl being on. So, Carl, have a great day. And if you want to find out more, go to carlhigby.com. You're listening to Renegade Talk, where we don't sugarcoat shit. We're out of here. Sammy, thank you. Carl, thank you. Out of here. Thanks.